2: And this is day eight of our little World Cup tour. My name is Billy Grant and I'm here. Well, I'm looking forward to it. I'll tell you something, it's all starting to merge into one. As far as I'm concerned, this World Cup tour, I've been having a great time. I'm here with my chums. I'm here in the apartment. I'm not in the shipping container anymore. I'm actually in the apartment and we've been having a lot of fun. And uh, like I said to you, if you check out the podcast that went out, the, the Day 7 podcast, which was the USA versus England podcast, when we went out to the beach, we went out to the beach. we spent about eleven hours on the beach at the fan park by the beach. We spoke to all sorts of characters, Japanese characters, uh, Senegal characters, Saudi Arabian characters. Also, we spoke to a, a woman from the Lebanon, if I remember rightly as well. She has some interesting things to say, and also we spoke to two guys who were migrant workers who'd come over from Gambia and Senegal, and they were telling us about their working conditions that they're working in, so you should definitely check that out on pride of But anyway. It's a new day today. It's, like I said to you, it's day eight of the World Cup and we are going to be going into town. We're going to be going up into the West End, I think it is, or West Side, or West something or the other. Uh, we're going to the Brazil Party. We went there a few days ago. We were invited by the movement to go to the Brazil Party. We had a great time, and we're going back there again to check it out. So on the way to the Brazil Party, you never know who we're going to bump into. We'll chat to people on the way to the party, because on the train normally, that's where the party is at. That's where the most people start to meet each other. And then we're going to go to the party as well. We might chat to more people there as well, and after the party. So hopefully... You will very much enjoyed this podcast as well. Don't forget to subscribe on all good podcast channels as well. But anyway, we're going to go off. We're heading out to the party. We got, well, we got fans in the house. Tell, tell us what country you're from, because I've got, I've got New York City Football Club. I know that you're into the Portugal. But well, what team are you out here supporting?
3: We're supporting Ecuador in the USA.
2: Okay, Ecuador. Yes. <laughs> and the USA. And obviously, you, obviously, you believe that you can win. Is that correct? Correct. Oh. I believe that you can win. Oh,
3: that's and, right.
2: Uh, and okay. you need to, you need to start getting on your knees and praying that you believe that you can win. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> hey, listen, we, we dominate that England match a little. That's right, man, but it's all about the goals anyway. But we shall move on from that anyway. Listen, first of all, are you enjoying yourself in Qatar? Yes, I am. You were, t- you were talking about this World Cup and saying how you, how, you, even though you're enjoying yourself, it's not quite the same as others.
3: It is not quite the same as others. I, I noticed that it's way more for uh, to show off the country than it is for the fans. Like, for example, there's not that many souvenirs that are being handed around. It's It's... It's a very distinct feeling. Yeah,
2: I mean, places to go as well. You're feeling that? Is it more difficult for you to find places to go and find fans congregating?
3: A hundred percent. One of my favorite memories of Brazil 2014 is me walking along Rio de Janeiro and getting yelled at, and turning around, and there's just this uh, this American running down the running down to the, the beach and saying, "Hey, we're watching the game at this bar." And I come over there, and it's just full of Americans. Here, I don't get that same experience. No, no,
2: and, and, and again, listen. Uh, there's the, Each, listen, each has to be. You can't have each World Cup by itself. So this is a different experience. But do you think that that. That, that takes away from it. I mean, what I've been saying, I'm not trying to put words in your mouth, is that they've tried to control it by putting these events on, these fan parks and everything like that, which they think that people are going to enjoy, but we turned up last night and there was no one there, was no one there in the fan park. I mean, there was okay, there's people there, but it could hold probably about 10,000 people. There must have been maybe about 500, 600 people there at the most, and it's not quite the vibe, not quite the buzz. You haven't got people coming into the centre of town just
3: hanging out in places and just kind of enjoying themselves. It is absolutely not the same as the other World Cups. Uh, I'm walking around downtown in Sharib, and uh, it's people just really getting, going and coming. It's not really people just congregating. And I, as along with the same free SIM cards, I get all those text messages that everyone's been getting now about promotions and go to this club, go to that club. It doesn't seem like they're just getting the fans going into areas. It seems more like they're trying to push fans in a, in a general direction.
2: The r we met you on the tube, on the train just now on the metro. And this seems to be the place that you actually seem to be most people in this whole World Cup.
3: 100%. Yeah. 100%. This is where I meet, meet most of the Americans in the city, actually. Yeah,
2: and so we've decided instead of getting taxis, we get the taxi to the station. So you just get on the train because it's almost like there's a bit of a party on the train, isn't it?
3: Yes, all, almost all my videos of fans cheering and congregating is th- through the metro stations. So listen, you believe that you can win. You've got a game tomorrow, a big game tomorrow against Iran. What do you reckon? Uh, I think we can win. I think uh, it's about time we start scoring goals. I think Gio Arena should be starting. Uh, Tim Weah should be at forward. I, I think we can go, do a good 3-1. And as I said, I am Ecuador, so si se puede. I believe we can all take down Senegal and have two teams in the, ne- in the next round. Okay, listen, good luck to
2: you and good luck to your team. What, t- what team do you support in the MLS? Uh, NYCFC oh, NYCFC I'm Charlotte FC we beat you twice this season as well yes, you know you that did. as well yeah yes, you, you know did. that but it's, it's expansion team that wasn't bad for an expansion team anyway you know what I'm saying yes but listen anyway enjoy yourself today and maybe I'll see you in the next round
3: yes maybe we see each other again
2: We are just, um, we've just been on the train, and uh, like I said to you, it's a normal Monday here in Qatar. You know, I came on the train, and we've got Ella here singing, and we've got all the Brazilians drumming. You know, on the way to the station, on the way to the party here today, because that's just what happens. Ella, I, I was here at the party the other day, and I saw you singing in the middle of it. Tell me what this is all about. How Brazilians bring the party to the football? Because well, I know they they put it all on TV, but when I went to the Brazil World Cup, I've seen that this is ingrained in your football culture, isn't it?
4: Yes, it's really important and football is a really big thing for us. So it's a time where we got united. So it doesn't matter who you are, what you are in politics or anything. If you are a Brazilian in the World Cup, you love Brazil, you support Brazil, you support each other. And that's our biggest party because it's our, our biggest biggest sport.
2: I mean, it's the biggest sport, but also you've got the music as well, which is totally fused with the football. I mean, not every country has music fused with football, but this is very important for you, isn't it?
4: Of course it is. If you can, if you see the last game, uh, we were behind the goal and Brazil scored two, twice. Yeah. So we can, we are... The 12th man. Yes. Oh, the 12th man (laughs) and woman. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, that's right. We are the 12th player. Yes. (laughs) So (laughs) it can be a man or a woman.
2: That's right. That's right. And again, you know, I mean, we're coming to the party here. This is from the movement, okay, who has put on this party as well. And I spoke to the guy who is the the leader of the movement who put on the party. And he told me in South Africa 2010, he only had about 10 people in his movement. And now there's like thousands and thousands in this movement. It's just grown to something which is on another level level isn't it
4: of course it is Uh, I used to be a lawyer I have my own office for 10 years and after the World Cup in Russia I was there so I decided to work with this now uh, I sold my office to my partner and now that's my job so
2: you just literally just work for the movement the whole the whole time not For for the
4: movement but for football for entertainment That's what my life is. That's why you see me every day with a different outfit, singing, I do music classes. I decided. My life is gonna be bring happiness and joy to other people.
2: And if this is the thing that you've just done, is that some people it's hard to do sometimes, especially when you've got a well paid job like a lawyer, just <laughs> yes, to leave that, leave that and this. bit I mean I, I did the same thing as well. Or I left my job. Really? Yeah, and going into into music as well. So into music. Oh my god! Yeah, so yeah, you know, we may have to sign you have to so have to sign you up, you know what I'm saying? And yeah, I'll do, do a little collaboration, like you know. Oh, yeah, yes, yeah, yeah. Which is which is really good. But that's the that's the thing that you do. It's very difficult to do that, but if you're enjoying what you do that's what's the most important thing and even if you're not even earning as much money if you're happy that's what's the thing
4: yeah i was here and i was so happy and i was like oh my god i can't believe that's my job Yes. Yeah. that's that's my job that's my dream job yeah. it's hard it's tough i mean it's 12 seven hours before the game yeah already arrived here that's tough yeah
2: and tell me about football in Brazil because I know that I mean it goes from the poorest people to the, 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 the most wealthiest people. Are there? How does it affect your community and, and how is it? You know, just I'm just just give me the vibe of football within Brazil because again I think it may be very different depending on which, depending on you know depending on where you come from in Brazil.
4: No, it's, it's the same thing. You play football with what you have. If you don't have shoes, you play. If you have the best shoes, you play. If you have a grass, you play. If you have only sand in the ground, you're going to play. So it's democratic. That's right.
2: So, listen, Ella, we're going we're gonna, to we're gonna be dancing to you when you're going to be singing and performing a little bit
4: later. We very much look forward to it, OK? Yes, hope to see you soon. Okay. And let's do our collaboration. That's
2: right. At the Brazilian party, still we're watching Korea versus Ghana, that Cameroon game. What about that Cameroon game, though, as well? 3-1 down the old Mitrovic. I know the Brentford fans are not particularly happy with the Mitro as well, and he was very happy with himself. 3 1 up, and then the Cameroon came back as well. That was a wicked game as well. Good vibe inside here. The Brazilians have now actually left. They had the procession off, the drummers have gone off, and they've left and they've gone off to the game. But there's still a lot of Brazilians here as well. But of course, we come here, I mean, not before there's me, Soups. We've got the Blades in there. There's four England fans in amongst about, there's probably about sort of 2,000, 3,000 Brazilians in this place, probably even more bit earlier on as well but we don't mind because there's no animosity whatsoever they accept you for whatever you are they're coming up to you talking to you about being an england fan and you know doing the respect taking photographs of you but then all of a sudden a couple of more england fans have popped in as well but not only are they england fans there are brentford fans as well, well I mean, because uh, yeah that's right uh, yeah we've got one right, beast right. man. Uh, as they say brentford everywhere yeah. if you go on to like i said to you my uh, into my billy the bee and also the brentford Twitter as well, Billy the B99, and also the Insta. You'll see there's a Sudanese, what's it, a Saudi fan yesterday. Saudi, who is, he got, He picked up that, he goes, Oh, Saudi, I like Brentford. And he picked up the flag. And I said to him, Tell everybody you like Brentford. So he's gone, I love Brentford. <laughs> it's a bit of a bizarre clip, actually, but you can watch it anyway. Anyway, I've got Brentford fans in the house, and we've got a Palace fan in the house as well. First of all, I'm
5: going to ask you, How has your World Cup been? It's been. Do you know what? We're, we're really enjoying it. It's been a great time. We've got a mate who lives out here, which is why we're here in the first place. I so think you staying at his place? We're staying at his place. I think had that not come around, I'll be honest, I wouldn't have made too much or any effort to, to come out here. But when it suddenly gets presented to you, he's like, "I've got tickets. I've got you a place to stay." Fair enough. Uh, so look, we're having. I know. I know what everyone said before about you know it's kind of the controversy around it and it's certainly not your average World Cup. It's all, you know, new and purpose-built and as a result, you can't quite replicate that genuine atmosphere. Um, but, you know, we are having a good time. There's still, like, lots of people from everywhere here. Um, yeah, the England game was a bit of a letdown, but as We're is often the, the way... England game. You're about the England game, uh, the England-USA? The last USA game, yeah. We, we weren't here for the first one. We got here for the USA one. We had an interesting journey deep into the desert to get to that one. We set off about four hours before it started and missed the uh, missed the first ten minutes. Yeah, we um, talked about this as well because the logistics, again, again, we're not coming in, what we're doing
2: is that we're telling tales of what it's like to be in Qatar, so listen to us, we're not sitting here to slag off the Qataris or the organisation or anything like that. We will say things that are positive and also things that are negative about the whole thing so that you can get a really good picture of what is going on in, in Qatar um, that game, like I said to you, we left three hours beforehand and we literally got in. I mean, I was five minutes after kick-off, I got in. You, you left f- four hours before kick-off as well.
5: Like and that. it was impossible <laughs> to get in for kick-off, leaving that late from town. And town, town isn't even that far, is it? Oh, I mean, our journey was uh, turned into a bit of a comedy show. We basically we got a shuttle bus from one stadium that then took us sort of halfway to the ground. We got stuck in traffic. We decided to get off because nothing was going anywhere. We then had to run through all these sand dunes. We then another cab kind of picked us up, took pity on us. Some Chinese cameraman said, jump in my cab. That then took us to within about what seemed like pretty close to the stadium, but they wouldn't let you out. They sort of drove you miles away again. I think they kind of replicated a sort of Wembley Way-style thing. So by the time we'd been taken all the way back to the other side of that Wembley Way, I think we were just about a further away than we started. Uh, We don't have to leg it down there. Then there was another huge snaking kind of queue system without really any people in it that you kind of had to go through regardless. Um, Yeah. So the security just stopped letting people in as well, didn't they? It was a little bit shambolic. Well, very shambolic, (laughs) shall we say. And the
2: thing is, listen, a lot of people said they've never hosted the World Cup before, so they're learning. I do understand that, but I'm thinking this is a big tournament and FIFA, you've given this tournament to them and they should understand how certain things work. And for me, and I keep saying this, there's too much queuing, there's too much bureaucracy, there's too much checking of this and that and the other. And not traditional checking, just checking of stuff that doesn't need to be checked. So they're creating problems where they should be just free, free flowing people all the way through. Even coming into bars and everything like that, they're checking this and the higher card and all this kind of stuff, which is really bizarre. Because big, I'm thinking, if you've got a higher card, you're in the country. You need a hire card to get in the country. So why do they need you to check you to come into every single place and check your hire card and, and have these enormous queues coming in while they're sort of checking X, Y and Z? And I know it's their culture, but it's just like, it's really bizarre. And I know that a, a lot of tournaments try to do the old, we're going to check people's ID against their tickets. And people that have never been to World Cups before got really nervous. We said that ain't never going to happen. because They tried it, I think, at one World Cup and after five minutes they said this ain't happening because the queue was so large and people were getting so angry that they said we need to abandon this, like, you know what I'm saying? And the fact is that people in the country, people have got tickets, they want to come to football, they're spending money in the place, they need to just relax and just let them get on with it.
5: Yeah, I think there's a general sort of worry, isn't there, before they started it that there was going to be some trouble or whatever, you know, that... I don't know they, exactly. They've sort of been uh, overcautious about everything, aren't they? Just, and I guess, probably because they've never done it before, and they don't really know how to, what to expect, or quite how to stage it. I do they understand, kind of, but they've, kind of they've, done ta- point of view. they've done other tournaments. Uh, they've done other tournaments. Yeah, also, but on this scale, I don't think anything has quite come close. But to but it? they has can it? take uh, advice from
2: the. British police yeah, yeah, yeah. will tell Sorry. them there's also there's people that I know who actually advise every single tournament right they work at universities and they go out there and they advise every tournament and they should listen to them and my thing is that oh, and again I'm not saying this again I just think that because money talks maybe they're thinking listen this is our tournament we do it our way and this is just
5: the way it goes and I think for me they need to be a you need to have a little bit humble and just start working together with people. Yeah, yeah, agreed. But, I mean, I guess it is what it is, it isn't is it? Now. They're not going to change it now. Yeah, uh, but, no, I totally agree with you. Um, but, yeah, I guess you just got to kind of... got to roll with it now, haven't you? Uh, enjoy it for what it is and, you know, still a World Cup, I guess. Brazil party here today. What are you saying?
6: Oh, man, it's, uh, it's pretty epic. I've lost my voice from all the singing and screaming at the England games, but... Oh, it's going to be an amazing atmosphere in, in this uh, fan festival. It's, like you said, there's thousands of Brazilians here, and, uh, well, they look pretty strong, don't they?
2: I mean, they do. I mean, look, again, we're talking about the World Cup and not finding places to go, but in this place here, obviously, the Braz- I mean, this fan festival, Brazilians have done this themselves. they found this venue, they've shipped the beer in from Brazil, they've got their people together, and they've made it happen. And, and it just goes to show you how fan power can work and how fans sort of kind of work against almost against the authorities in the event
6: to just recreate whatever is is important to them yeah absolutely and and i can't wait for kickoff to be honest i think it's going to be absolutely brilliant atmosphere in here yeah, we're all Brazilian, I guess.
2: Uh, it is. I've got, you've got, I think, obviously, like three-quarters of the Brazilians already left this place. Yeah. So These,
6: these are the guys without the tickets. Yeah. These, yeah, these are the
2: guys without the tickets. Or the guys and girls without the tickets, that is,
6: as yeah. well. Yeah. Again, talk about your World Cup. Tell us, how's your World Cup been? Well, I think, on a positive spin, I think any World Cup's an amazing experience. I like, was so lucky to be here, and obviously the weather's cracking. And There is a good atmosphere. You listen to the Brazilians singing now. It, the the organisation has been chaotic. Um, at best. But you know what? We're here, we're in the sunshine, we're going to cheer the boys on tomorrow night and uh, uh, yeah, it's it's been, I've, I've loved it, I've loved it, despite and, all the problems. And not being, you know, we're not
2: you know counting our chickens, but bring England to get through. So we're through to the 16s, I think it, it might be Holland or somebody else or we might be playing in the 16s. What are you saying? Because I mean, Forgetting about that last game, I mean, I've got a view on that game. As far as I'm concerned, I'm just happy that we got through. There's a lot of people moaning about it, but I think that he's gone safety first. Just don't lose a game. Let's just get through. Once you get through, you can start doing whatever you need to do, okay? But we actually have to sort of maybe have a look at that game to see whether or not it was safety first or whether or not we don't have the capability or whether or not we're playing the wrong players or anything whatever. And do we need to
6: change things up when we get through to the 16? What are your thoughts? Uh, First of all, the Iran game was... Exceptional. I mean, that was a real joy to watch as an England fan, and and we definitely wound the clock back for the uh, for the USA game. You say, you say safety first. USA had their chances yeah, to I think, to be I think a, a bit
5: of it. Is people not quite giving America the credit for actually being a pretty good team? You know, I think there's a general view of oh, it's it's America will beat them easily, but I think they're a lot better team than people give them credit for. You know, they've got some good players. Uh yeah so I, and it was a safety first approach definitely um we should have beaten them. we should have we should have I mean, beaten them. We're much... bit...
2: what why sorry sorry I'm going to, sorry I got to ask you why should we have beaten because we said uh, we should have there uh... is no should have in brentford as we know we got this race <laughs> teams like brentford or so is it teams
6: like usa we we should be
2: beating teams like usa is that right
6: no, i just think our, our squads far deeper and far better than than their squad we've got such talent going forward which we displayed in the iran game
2: Okay, but I'm, I mean, I, I follow MLS football massively now at the moment. Now, so I follow them, and I'm watching all of MLS friends and what they're talking about. And they're like, laughing, saying, you know, about you know Britain's you know midfield, England's midfield, and certain players. They're plucking them out, saying this player's worth you know X amount of million pounds, and they're basically saying that we, we destroyed you in the midfield. So and I know do. there's like there's that like this whole of like our team is much better, but surely. There's two things here. Your team is only valued by some, how someone is going to play for it. So if you've got Newcastle paying £60 million for a player or Tottenham playing £60 million for a player who may not be worth £60 million, you will turn around and think, well, because we pay £60 million and that team like the USA have got players who are only worth £5 million,
6: we should be better than them. But at the end of the day, surely it's about what you do on the pitch. Oh, absolutely. I mean, you just have to look at the uh, Saudi Arabia in the Japan games. Perfect sums have a team that should have lost... Didn't you know? And that's what the World Cup's all about. It's about these surprises. But on paper, England England had a better team you know, and, and, and should have done should have played better than we did.
5: There's a lot of questions I think as to why Foden didn't play. I think over a game like that and the way it was panning out, surely someone creative like him was needed. And it was a bit a bit of a mystery as to why he brought on Henderson instead of Foden um, but again maybe it was just that make sure we don't lose at all costs mentality get the point out of the group and then approach things differently in the next uh, in the, you know in the knockouts so I've got to ask you just coming away
2: from England and the football what have you done here which you've gone that's different or I've really enjoyed that you've seen something which is kind of like wow especially
5: as you're saying with a local tell me anything well, we saw a lot of the desert
6: on the way to the uh, <laughs> the game tonight. The other night, <laughs> I think for me the uh, the food's been a bit of a revelation. You know, I've really enjoyed. I've, I mean, this baba ganoush and the uh, hummus and the uh, and the kebabs and, and yeah, I've, I've loved the the eating experience. Quite did, honestly,
2: did you go to the, or the? is it Arab City or the Arab? There's a place called Arab City or some other place which Davo from Birmingham. There's a blogger from Birmingham City called Davo who came out there and he went to this place, Arabian Nights, it's called, and he and he went there for the Morocco game and he said it was going off. It was wicked, like, you know? It was an area which was like, you know, full of, like, loads of different areas. They had a big screen up there as well. It wasn't official FIFA, so that's what gave it a little bit more of a vibe, because it wasn't like, you have to go here. And he said it's really there's no alcohol there, but he said it doesn't matter because it was about the vibe. So you probably didn't check that out.
6: No, we haven't been there yet. We we did go to a, a music like well, it was a bit like a rave the other day, and what was what I found really interesting? Things that people were worried about before they came out here. There was five or six openly gay guys having a great time. No one was no one was giving them any trouble. They're pinching each other's asses and all sorts. But very obvious. No one's giving them any problems. So that was interesting and there were lots of people who were extremely drunk and no one was giving them any issues either so anyway that, that was there had some big yeah. DJs playing yeah, well, that was a good really
5: night a generally like a very friendly atmosphere like all the lo- kind of local people you tattoo. to are you know generally welcoming and friendly just good people and I think it, you, you kind of got to remember it was a kind of corruption in FIFA that led it you know that gave it this work. it's not the, the general people who are here who work here you know all this Guys who helped to put it on, they're the kind of, you know, it's a bit unfair to be sort of having a go at them if you get me. And, you, and your point is exactly my point. I'm not sticking up for
2: any corruption or anything like that's gone on, or oh, the Qataris or anything like that. But my point is, I, was, I said this when I watched the FIFA documentary the other day and I looked at it and it was so obvious that, you know, it was FIFA who were corrupt. Uh, allegedly, I'm going to put allegedly in here because allegedly, because I don't want us to, <laughs> I don't want us to get sued. You know what I'm saying, but it, there was there was a lot of allegedly going on with FUFA Actually, how this tournament came about, and it was them that opened the doors or closed the doors. They're the ones that could have said no Qatar. They're the ones that yeah, exactly, said no to exactly. Russia. They're the ones that could have said no. We're not happy with what's going on. We're not happy with the human rights and this and that, and the other. And you need to maybe change things or maybe come back in 12 years or 14 years time when things have changed. But they didn't. Okay? And to me, that's how business should or shouldn't be done. I say the same thing about the Premier League, where at the moment now the Premier League is all over the place, where if they had put in certain rules into place, we would have been moaning about certain things about the Premier League now. But the people that put it together, they allowed these things to happen, and now it makes it very difficult to reverse. And that's the whole yeah, thing again. Exactly. And yeah. same thing out here
5: as well. So I'm, I'm glad that you've said that. Uh, yeah, well, I mean, I don't know what more to add. It's uh, that is what it is again, isn't it? There's nothing we can do about it, but it's just a real shame that, you know, uh, it's come to it, I guess. But, you know, we're here now. Enjoy it for what it is. And I'm just going to ask you, how long are you out here for and, uh, and what are your expectations? Um, we're here for the Wales game and then we go back after that. I think after the usa game expectations might have been dampened slightly um if i'm honest uh, i think england although our defense has played quite well in the first two games i don't think we've quite got the defense that's really going to take us all the way we've got some very good players going forwards but i think when it really comes down to it we're gonna fall a bit short again Uh, i'd say realistically we've got a goal uh, and there you go, Ghana.
2: Yeah. Properly's right in there as well. Ghana are in there. They've just scored a goal. You heard the cheers from the Brazilians and from, well, from the Brazilians. Because <laughs> there's only Brazilians in here, other than us. You know i So all the Ghana fans are going absolutely potty in the place there as well, which is all good. But Sorry, coming back to what you said.
5: Yeah, I, was, I mean, again, not to be pessimistic, but I can't honestly see us going past the semi finals. I think that would be a good. best case scenario quarter finals, semi finals at best. But well, we'll see. You never know. Fingers let's crossed. Let's yeah. see.
2: Yeah, yeah. Come on, So we're here. Brazil party here. we just seen the them. Hey, mate, we have got the Ghana. Ghana, they, they did it. They did it today as well. That game, it was a, a yin yang in game between them and South Korea. But they got the results in the end again. The Brazilians, they've all gone off to their game as well. Still quite a few Brazilians here. The locals are going to start coming in here. 900 Park is called. In the, in the West Bay, I think it is, of Qatar, another part of Qatar as well. It's actually quite a good vibe in this place. We've been here before, like I said to you, very different now the Brazilians have gone with their singing has gone, but we still got characters in the head. We've got Steve here in the place as well, Carlisle, man. We were talking about Carlisle back in the day. That is a proper back in the day picture. They beat us in the, say, no, a 2012 Leyland Daff trophy or whatever it may be, which has got a lot of Brentford fans crying big time about that one because that was one that we thought that we had dead cert, but Carlisle came in and they swept that trophy from under our noses and uh, we haven't we haven't, we, we haven't, recovered since then, like you know what I'm saying. But we have recovered because we're Premier League now, which is all good, but that doesn't matter because we still got respect for the lower... The, the, the EPL, as they call it, they call it over here, uh, the EFL. I don't do them acronyms, I call it lower leagues, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> the, the Football League, that's what you call it as well. I love the Football League, as you know and we've got my man, Stephen carl Man in the house here today. And you've been here quite a while, haven't
7: you? Yeah, I've been here since, uh, since just before the tournament. Two days, three days before the tournament. Um, basically, yeah, I know a mate out here, so he's. Um, I-, I thought I'd come fly a couple of days early, spend a bit of time with him, and then really enjoy the tournament. Yeah, so that's... And so far, it's been absolutely fantastic. I mean, really loved it.
2: Absolutely fantastic. You've been to about 4,725 games so
7: far, haven't you? <laughs> uh, so, yes, yeah, seven so far. I've got nine in total. And then I fly back on Friday. So, I'm, uh, I've am i got the, 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 the Portugal-Uruguay game tonight. And then tomorrow night, the big one. Obviously, the England-Wales match, which hopefully we'll absolutely wallop them. But World Cup, you never know, do you? But... Yeah, nine games in total, and all of them have been... Yeah, it's been really good. Uh, What's we, your favourite? Favourite so favorite game so you far? have be been at? Oh, well, the best atmosphere by far was Argentina-Mexico. Just, I, I don't know since you've been here, but there's just so many Mexicans, so many Argentinians. Yeah, there, so Every and, tournament, and they was, turn up in their numbers. And it was in... um, It was in Lucille, so there's a bigger stadium, and there was just a short of 90,000 people in there, so... Imagine I, I don't know if, if you've ever been around a lot of South Amer- American kind of fans. or I have, yes. Amer- but they are all Central American. Bonkers. In the terms of Mexico, but when both of balls are going at it, it's just noise, constant noise. Brilliant to see. Obviously saw Messi score a goal. Never seen Messi play in my life, so what? A, that's and probably his last World Cup as well. So brilliant. Argentina on the brink of, of going out. They had to win that game. So, yeah, it was just constant noise and drama. Excellent game. Yeah, Brilliant. Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah Brilliant. America Latinos menos Argentina is what the, uh, the Mexicans say, which is uh, American Latin America without Argentina. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And, and all of Latin America, there's something about Argentina and the rest of Latin America, they're not very happy with Argentina. And we've yeah. been talking to the Brazilians also Ecuadorians everybody like that and everyone seems to be united on this American Latinos menos Argentina yeah. I don't know if you picked up
7: on that vibe in the stadium oh absolutely well I've got that, well it, obviously in the fun part today it's full of Brazilians and I actually have a couple of co-workers well ex-co-workers now that, that are from Brazil and they've just gone to the game but anytime you mention Argentina it's like you mentioned something offensive honestly it's, it's it's, it's mad it's like you're swearing at them it's like you're offending them or their families but yeah just don't to Argentina in front of them and you've been to like seven games What the game that's been probably the least
2: one that you're like oh this has been a bit whatever
7: I'll tell you what I've been I've been to a couple of nil-nil draws but those those games that have been a nil-nil draws have been actually featured teams that have had absolute majority fan base so the Moroccans, for example, I watched the first game that Morocco played. They're quite bonkers, aren't they? Yeah, The nil nil, and it was just. When they didn't have a ball, it was just about 80% of the stadium whistling. When they did have a ball, they're just like cheering for the team. So it was just constantly. You couldn't hear yourself think. Same with. I think even to go one level above that. Tunisia are even worse. Their,
2: their fans are focused, oh, Their fans oh, are on focus. another level, Absolutely mate. I, I was involved, with great with their fans, and I'm like, oh, listen, yeah. what, what what's what's going on here? Like, I'm saying, they they thought they're going to win the World Cup, yeah. which is fair enough, and they like supported like they're going to win the World Cup. As well, did they?
7: Tunisians me honestly, they were going hell for leather. But it was it was great to be involved in it because I was I was in the stand with it. But as I said, can't hear yourself think. Just constant whistling. It's just it's just madness. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weightloss. That's plushcare.com slash weightloss.
0: Picture the scene. All of your mates around, you've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Partner this with your team playing champagne football. Perfect. Order mug delivery now on the McDonald's app. There's nothing quite like a McDelivery. At participating restaurants, 18-plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com.
5: Madness. It's brilliant. Because
0: it, obviously you've been to the two England games as
2: well. Yeah. I mean, a lot of England fans, and again, I'm not saying this on a... This, I'm not supposed to, to anyone like that, but even a lot of the England fans have been saying that the, the atmosphere hasn't been the same in the England end, and I suppose now you've been to seven or
7: eight or nine or 472 games, you can compare, can't you? Yeah, absolutely. So I think, well, to be fair, yeah, the first game... I was amongst the England fans anyway and we were winning six, we won 6-2 so that was bouncing, like everyone was going, I was quite close to where the band's playing, the trumpet players and everything like that, so everyone was bouncing, everything, it was constant noise, but in the, I'll be honest, in the USA game it was just a bit, it, it felt a bit flat because it was, well let's be honest, well it was just a shit game wasn't it, so there was no one really kind of making, well the first 30 minutes both teams were making a lot of noise and it was it was great but then no one's really doing anything and the only the only good chance is when USA hit the bar and that got them going and that made England go again they believe that they can win
2: apparently Uh, is that true well Uh, I I believe that they can win they believe that they can win I believe that sorry I know
7: sorry I'll tell you what (laughs) I've, I've met a couple of I met a couple of American fans here and honestly they're absolutely deluded one one guy one guy guy genuinely told me that they have the most talented he was 100% serious, he said they have the most talented squad in the whole tournament and I'm like (laughs) in the whole tournament you genuinely believe you've got the most talent in one entire squad and he was like yeah and I just turned around and said well what about someone like Brazil and he's like yeah we've got more talent (laughs) <laughs> and he was being serious I'm like it's just that American that's American vibes isn't it they think they're number one in the world but, and... but it's also that, and, 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 and I'm, I'm listening oh, You're crazy. Crazy. people that listen to this podcast a lot
2: you know I'm devil's advocate man I think also I like the positivity that people have because that you make things happen so the Americans are just like we'll make things happen so yeah. if we believe that our squad is the most positive we will
7: make them the best squad eventually you know what I'm saying oh yeah uh, well Obviously, well, I I, I I keep saying that about Carla, but it doesn't really work, does it? So uh... <laughs>
2: you never know. Alan, Alan Glass was. Uh... You know, he made you on an... He, he put you to the next level, didn't he? Alan Glass. Oh, Jimmy, goal, Jimmy, Jimmy. Glass. Sorry, Jimmy Glass. Alan Glass, sorry. Uh, uh, well, Alan Carr. Jimmy Glass. And, uh, yeah, because and the people that don't know Jimmy Glass, just Google Jimmy Glass, Carlisle, scored a goal in the 89th minute when Carlisle were literally going to get relegated. It was absolutely legendary. The days before the internet and Twitter and social media, we just heard about this by word of mouth and seeing it on the thing, Stelling... On um, on on Sky TV or something like that. It's like bang! All of a sudden,
7: that was amazing, wasn't it? Oh, unbelievable! Well, the guy was the guy was brought in because the keeper was in the, the keeper was injured, and they were in a relegation battle to go into non-league football. So they got the Jimmy Glass, who was just, I think he was like the third, second, or third choice keeper of Swindon, um, and because they needed a keeper of desperation. There's only three games left in the season. He only played three times for Carlisle. And uh, in the last game, they had to win. And in the 89th minute, they went up, he went up for a corner. They needed a goal. Jimmy Glass scored it, so he's got three appearances, one goal as a goalkeeper. So, and then he kept him up, at, stopped him going to non-league football. And if you go to the Manchester uh, National Museum, there's actually a, an actual section in that museum which will tell you the story about Jimmy Glass. That's right. So, listen, I mean, listen, it's been great chatting to you. I know that
2: you have to shoot off because you're going to another match very, very soon. Um, But I'm going to just ask you a quick question. This tournament, you know, forgetting, listen, I know you obviously sport in England, but you've seen a lot of matches and you're very open-minded. Who
7: do you think that the final is looking like it might be between? I'll tell you what, France are looking great. And the Brazilians are looking good. I, I, obviously, with Brazil Brazil haven't played just yet for the second game, but first game they look really good. I think I, I'm, I, I think they're on both different sides of a draw, so that would not surprise me if it was France Brazil. But I'll tell you what, France if France will not want to play England, so. And England won't want to play France, but it's one of those, that'll be one of those games where you can potentially win. So, ask, Do you think Gareth might be doing some sort of tactical kind of shenanigans
2: where he might be thinking, how can we... I mean, it's a bit difficult because France, the last game, you know what I'm saying, it's like you don't quite know where they're going to finish now. But yeah. before that, you think he might be thinking, shall we try and finish second? Like, a lot of people thought that he tried to finish Um, in a certain position in Russia
7: to get a weaker draw. Do you think we might be doing that or do you think no? Uh, No, I don't think so. I think it was just a bad day at the office, really. I'm still behind Southgate. I think he's really... I I genuinely think what he's done so far has been brilliant for England. Um, But still, if they finish second in the group, they've still got to play teams like Holland, for example, which... I'd back us behind Holland. Against Holland, sorry. But, again... Then you, uh, I, don't, I can't do the calculations now but I'm not sure who we'd face next round if it was that but I'd rather go against someone like Ecuador Senegal Ecuador and then, well they'd yeah. be good uh, but I'd rather go against someone like Batman Holland for example and then you've got to beat the best to go to win the cup anyway haven't you so you're going to have to face someone decent at some point so get a couple of get a couple of good results behind you then face someone good it's, that's how I'd want to do it come on England Come on, England!
2: So we're here still in the fan zone. We've been here for about 45 days now. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> now we've been here, I don't know. We, we've worked out that we're gonna, if we if we do the full Monty, we'll be here for 11 hours in the Brazilian fan zone. The, 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 the climate has changed a little bit because a lot of the Brazilians have left to go to the game and more people have come in. And, like, we've got, you know, we've got a couple of Germans in the house here now as well, as well. And we've got a couple of Germans. And tell you something, just tell me, what's your name? Matthias. Matthias. And where are you from, Matthias?
1: Southwest Germany.
2: Yeah, so we're about South West in Southwest Germany because we know Germany.
1: Kaiserslautern.
2: Ah, Kaiserslautern, like, you know what I'm saying? So you, 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 and what team do you support in Germany? Uh, Kaiserslautern Of course, of course. Kaiserslautern Of course Excuse <laughs> me Listen It's good to talk to people From all around the world So you're a Kaiserslautern fan You've How many World Cups Have you been to By the way
1: Oh The first one it's your first World Cup? My first World
2: man. Oh, oh man, i thought, I mean, I'm looking at you, I'm thinking that you as a, a proper, a proper old
1: schooler, but no, it's your first World Cup. No, no, in we didn't go of course, we're living in Saudi Arabia. Yeah, oh, so you live in Saudi Arabia? Yeah. And you didn't even go home for your World Cup? Absolutely no. Why yeah. not? Vacation, vacation, vacation. There was a no no, there was a problem with vacation, to take vacations. But well, you weren't allowed to take vacations. Yeah, not allowed, but it was, not, uh, it was not planned. It was not planned this time to do, do, do the vacation. No, you
2: you you've Basically,
1: you fluffed it, didn't you? Exactly. Yeah.
2: <laughs> okay, so listen, but you didn't fluff it this time because there's about, about 75 yards for you to come across the border from Saudi Arabia to come to Qatar this time. So there's no way that you would have fluffed it this time. I'm going to ask you the first question. How are you
1: enjoying it? I'm enjoying it a lot uh, about meeting people from all over the world. I'm enjoying the hospitality of the Qatar people. And I'm enjoying also the basic uh, arrangement of the World Cup itself. In terms of safety basic- in, ter- in terms of safety managing the people, fine. Okay. I'm enjoying it. So
7: I mean and you I
2: mean- this is like, a. it's almost like you're saying something shrouded, something shrouded to me, like, you know, it's like you were saying telling me something without telling me something. So what were you telling, what did you tell me in that, in what you said there?
1: Okay, there are some points where I would say that this is not really related to a good World Cup. We have talked about before that, uh, about uh, meeting the, the fans, meeting the German fans, meeting international fans for a... Uh, for, uh, what do you call it a normal timing on the tv on uh, the fan spots of course qatar is uh, you know controlling the things a bit different than in other world cups so that's quite a bit of a, a, a an issue but uh, as i'm here today evening i see it's possible but you have to search for it and you have to sneak in through doha to find these places you know i mean, I mean this place
2: this place was organized by the brazilians so so the brazilians did this independently and they've got this, even though this place does other events, but this is done independently. And I think that, and that, I think this is this is what the difficulty is. And I'm not putting words into your mouth. Is that um, the spontaneity is being taken out of this World Cup? Whereas normally, okay, I went to the German World Cup, and we come out of our hotel, and all of a sudden, i said to my friends, "Where are you?" And they're in a bar, which is the oldest bar in like in Nuremberg, with people wearing traditional dress, and they're pulling pints and they've just decided to find this bar they haven't gone to the fan zone or the centre they've just found some really weird peculiar little place where they're just hanging out there and everyone finds their own little zone which which makes their World Cup um, home but here they're they're directing everybody into these very corporate places which listen we're enjoying ourselves
1: here but it it, it, it takes away from the individuality of the World Cup absolutely that's that's actually uh, of course it's It's something what they they should do different, but I think also that must be asked to FIFA, of course is Qatar right uh, or ready with a culture and a background to do something like that? Of course, what they do, I tell you, as I know the the Arabic culture now 23 years. And how do you know that? How how do you know that? Of course, I'm living in Saudi, and I'm I'm, I'm living their culture, and I like the culture, actually, but they are not ready with a level of culture to really open it the way it should be open. And I think the FIFA makes here a bit of a, a balancing and out, you know, to get... This right and this right, so you feel sometimes like you're in a herd moving through something, and then at the end of the day you go home in your bed and you sleep, yeah. rather than having a four weeks uh, party or four week celebration. Yeah,
2: so you think that FIFA, in effect, is sort of compromising because they're they're trying to Absolutely. with the Saudis they're trying to appease the Saudis as well, and not the Saudis the, the, the Qataris, Qataris yes. but at the same time they're trying to kind of appease the the, the football fans that. as well and then no
1: one's winning. Absolutely, absolutely. Absolute. But as I said as I said to you before, I mean, now, and, and today I can say I enjoy, but we need to understand what level of it is. And if you compare it to the German World Cup or the, the Russian World Cup, you can't compare, of course. Doha, come on, guys. Doha is, uh, I don't know, 100 kilometer to 100 kilometer. It's a small city, it's a small place. And uh, so maybe they learned something for the future to give it to, you know, other countries to, to, to make this staying alive you know the the, the football
2: feeling and this is interesting because again we're not again I keep saying this we're not criticising as such we are talking about a situation here and the most important thing is that there's a few things here is that how will this move on in the future how will this what what will be the legacy of this Qatar World Cup There's somebody that we spoke to on the train earlier that said that he felt that this Qatar World Cup was all for show, to showing the world what Qatar is all about, which I thought was a very interesting point of view. It's a case that, you know, Qatar has its own rules and regulations on how it does things. We found things very, very um, bureaucratic. Will they loosen themselves up a little bit in the future? Realizing, having all these people coming from all over the world, and realizing that that maybe you don't need to be so bureaucratic to do things. I don't know if things are the same in Saudi. Are things uh, as no. bureaucratic in Saudi?
1: Yeah, yeah, it's the same. I don't think that they are ready for that right now. It takes one or two generations. And to be fair, I'm I'm in alignment with the guy in the train saying the legacy of the of the World Cup will be definitely uh, less than, than than it could be, of course. It's not the reality what it's shown here. It's something you, like like you put a sticker, like you put a sticker on a a Volkswagen, uh, I'm a Ferrari. Yeah. it's not working it's not working in any circumstance you can feel like that but it is not and this is what what Doha is what Qatar is
2: that's interesting so putting a putting a sticker a Ferrari sticker on a Volkswagen is, 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 is what you are
1: describing this yeah, World Cup as exactly, exactly. Like and, this. and again
2: it's not a disrespect so exactly. listen it's coming back to the Saudi because when did you arrive here
1: I'm arrived about 23, 23, yes, on the first evening of the game of the Germans. Okay. We arrived.
2: Okay. So were you in uh, were you in Saudi Arabia for the Saudi game or were you here for the yeah, Saudi? I
1: was in Saudi. Okay. I was in Saudi. And how was the atmosphere there? Ah oh, baby. They get upside down. They get upside down. Everybody in Saudi now is watching TV, the streets are empty, the, the, the work is off. Uh, 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 uh. everybody is in a, in a fan zones watching it there were day offs for the win against Argentina and if they make it in the second round could be that there is a week off so they are really up to the, the level of, of, of watching the football. They are not much concerned about Qatar. Of course, they're building fan zones. In Riyadh. you have mega fan zones. But of course, without uh, alcohol. alcohol. Yeah,
2: which is interesting. But you've got the fan zones, so the atmosphere is there. Because the thing is, that they've got, they've got fan zones here. And we went to a fan zone the other day and yesterday. And listen, it was lovely. It was by the beach. and But the atmosphere wasn't really there. But you're saying the atmosphere there is just crazy.
1: Party, party. When they win against Argentina, it was party until the next day morning, and they didn't they didn't work. Of course, the king give them a day off, so it's really they are so. You got
2: the, they got the day off. You're saying by the, yeah, by yeah. the king, absolutely, tell, absolutely. So what happened? Tell, tell people what happened. Oh, they have the the, the
1: day off? They, they they don't work. So they got an no, They got an official day off. From oh, the they king. Get an official day off for the government people and for the private sector, and they are partying until the, the, the late morning. They're going through the uh, street with the cars. They like they win the World Cup actually already. So they are so emphasized in terms of of being part of it and making it to the next round. But they don't look at if it's in Qatar or not. A lot of Saudis coming here, but it's for them not important where is it. It's really the team. They're supporting the team.
2: And also, you are saying that the, the the players also they got a little gift
1: for just winning
2: just winning that match. Is that is that true?
1: Yeah, they get officially from one prince each player gets a twice. Royce. <laughs> For the win against Argentina. Okay, so
2: that's fast. So they've just they've won one game and they've got a Rolls Royce. Yes. So what's going to happen if they win the next game and they, they get through to the next round?
1: I, I think Willa Villa in tropez or something like will be like this. And to be fair, the the trainer, the French trainer of the Saudi team, who will get the the the, the, the Prince status or something like that. Of course, he's now the hero, yeah. making this team, this young team. It's a very young team, and all of them playing in, in Saudi Arabia. None of them playing outside, making such a move. And I, the second game wasn't so lucky. They played well, but they couldn't really finish the subject. So uh, their third game, if they do something to go to the next round, definitely there will be some uh, gifts for the public as well for the player.
2: So I'm just going to bank activity me, you know, You're talking about girls Kirch in... Um, uh, oh, Kalserslaten actually not Gelskirchen I went to Kalserslaten back in uh, 2006 but Kalserslaten but talking about your German team so Germany I mean listen you were on the way out man. I'm, I'm not, I am ain't going to lie you were on the way home <laughs> on the plane home they were going to be going back to Munich and back to Berlin and you were going to be back over the border back to Saudi Arabia and then they turned it around yesterday didn't they?
1: Okay, (laughs) talking about the German team these days is not so easy, Uh, but uh, yes, I mean yesterday they played as I expect them to play, Uh, with a bit of a heart, taking their mind away, try to, to, to really make the game. Uh, the Japanese game, or the, for, for me, it was a disaster, of course. The value of what, is, what we are playing for is it's too high like, like to be uh, defensive like they do. And uh, the only question I have to the German team, are they understanding each other good enough? Are they are this team what can make it through this cup? And I, I will see what they can do against Costa Rica and uh, how the group will go. If they go in the final round, Yes, I believe the games will be different. But we have to sweat a lot and we have to wait until Thursday. And I want not to be too negative, but there is a chance. There is a chance to not go home. And by the way, I'm coming back anyway for the semi-finals and the finals.
2: You're coming. You're coming back. You're coming back here?
1: Yes, I booked the semi-finals and the final without knowing if Germany is there or not. So you're not going home. No, no, I'm going home for ten days. You're not going home. Very close. i You're not going home. You're <laughs> not. not, going. You're not going. <laughs> you got me. You're not going. Thank
5: <laughs> you. Yeah, yeah, exactly.
1: We stay here. We stay. here. That's
2: right. We continue. We- I mean, you, and you, listen, we're talking about. We've talked about football. But I mean, let's just talk about, because it's interesting, you know about the politics of this region, okay? And and this is good to educate people, even educate myself, okay? And also, this is also your opinion, so it's not saying that we are rejecting opinion of anybody on here, but I'm I'm asking you, as a person who lives in Saudi Arabia, about what's going on here, because it's very interesting to let people know, because there's a lot of things happening. I mean, I have just talking to my WhatsApp group and they're talking about a number of people that they know, some people say there's a number of their friends who are not even watching a minute of the World Cup because they're boycotting the World Cup. Now, my thing is I I do understand and I appreciate people and they've got all their own opinions. I don't understand what a boycott of watching the World Cup on football or not watching it on football will do other than maybe making you feel better because you're not actually affecting anything in the world. For me, I'm always used to knowing if you have got an issue with something, I'll always hit the streets. I'm always in a demo, 100,000 people walking down a South Africa house. Literally, we've taken over South Africa, we've taken over Trafalgar Square with the police and everything, all the malarkey that's going on there, you know, marching, marching and making your presence felt. All this kind of Facebook liking things and saying, yes, that's my demonstration. I don't get that nonsense because for me, people have to show... and, and, And to make a presence, to do a demonstration, takes a lot of hard work. To demonstrate against if you're not happy about Qatar means more about you just moaning at somebody if they're going to the World Cup or getting on Twitter and moaning about it. That's not a demonstration as far as I'm concerned. I'm just coming back to you now. What is your view? Because you've lived here for 20 odd years. You've obviously understand the the, the environment here, the countries, how it works, the politics between the regions. Just, Just give us a short explanation of what's going on.
1: Okay. Let's say, what I said before is, it's clear that the region is a very rich region and why the region is so rich is about the Western world needed the the oil, needed the gas, make these states very powerful, okay? And I'm a bit worried of seeing that the development in in the region is going on by money, by buildings, by streets, by infrastructure, but is the culture ready to take this power? To really leading an international movement, that's my question. Of course, you can give the World Cup to Qatar, and you may, they may spend 200 billion and more for to do it. But the question is, what they will do with this power? And here I having my concerns. Of course, a cultural, what do you call it, bandage on, on to the Arabic world: the Saudis, the Qataris, the Omanis. do du- even in Dubai, they're living from the tourists. They are not able to really leading an international management. Why and why? Of course, the culture is not allowing it. The culture would say international management should be on an Arab way, should be on a Muslim way, and that would be the question: Is it functional? Of course, in Europe, each and every government is away from any religious issue, any cultural issue. A government is neutral on governing a country, and this is not happening in these countries.
2: And if so, you- so you're saying because religion is very much ingrained in the way the country is run. Call it
1: culture, plus the religion. Of course, the culture is, for me, the major subject. The culture is covering the religion. But we can also compare it to China or India. I'm working with a lot of Indian peoples. I I, I visit India several times. And and these countries are not ready, in terms of their internal development of people, okay, and mindset, to really take a lead in the world. That's my biggest fear. Is this because they...
2: And I'm asking, just asking the question. Because you don't think they understand the rest of the world. You think it's because they're trying to instill whatever they... Like they say, this is the way that we run here. So you have to run there. There's no flexibility. Because for me, the flexibility is not
1: as great as it could be. Absolutely. That's a very good point. Makes my explanation even in a good direction. Of course, when we take, for example, that Qatar in the last minute uh, forbidden the beer around the stadiums. My question is why? What was the reason? Was it that they cannot manage? They can spend 10 million more or 1 billion more to get more security and more health and safety management around. They could do it, but they did it out of a cultural reason. And I am living in Saudi 23 years and I'm still knowing that I cannot express myself 100% on the street as I like it. And I don't mind. I'm okay as a person. But if I have to um, uh, be for Germany or for Europe or for, for the world, to speak for the world, you need more open. You need more be, to be more flexible. You need to be more agile to take these changes. And I think Doha shows that in some, or Qatar shows in some circumstances, they couldn't take the changes. You know, they couldn't take this approach of the Western FIFA World Cup moves, you know. And that's what is my, my question mark behind all of this.
2: Okay, and, and, and I understand this and I'm going to be devil's advocate here as well. I'm just saying that, okay, listen, the world's a big place and the Western world has run a lot of things and they're doing things their own way. And, you know, maybe, you know, Qatar and the Middle East are saying, well, we also have our own way. Why do we have to bow down to everything that you do? Sometimes if you're coming to us, maybe you have to do
1: things our way and you have to bend towards our way. Okay, then we get quite political, of course. If you see these people moving to Europe, they can't understand our way. So if, if I say that the Western way of life should be when you're making a World Cup where the whole world is coming to your house, you need to be able to take it. You know, you need to have an English house, you need to have a German house, a French house, a Brazil house, a... Uh, 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 um, you Uruguay house, you have to have a USA house. But honestly speaking, what they're doing here is is not that what I would expect what to be they doing. What are they do it? They try to streamlining it on their rules, on their house only. It's a Qatar house, and this is a bit of a problem. If you are inviting all the nationalities, make sure you are also contributing to the nationalities and the nationality needs or questions. Okay, to go to a single house to remove your shoes is one thing. But to go to a country as a guest and coming from all over the world is quite difficult, you know? And that's something where I'm not saying they can't do it, but they need more time to learn it. So to give this to them is maybe a test run and to see how they can manage. But in future, maybe the upfront work must be a bit more in terms of how they want to do it in future. Different against the world, against uh, visitors. What you're talking about
2: is... is is, is belonging. It's talking about what a country is all about. About, you know, everyone, you know, even England, they're talking about, you know, whether or not England has lost its identity. You know, and it's about identity within these countries now. And what would you do to have the balance between actually getting more success and keeping your identity? And I think these are kind of the, some of the things that you're talking about here, you know, with Qatar. Can Qatar move forward and become a successful country without losing its identity. Maybe Qatar is trying to keep its identity, very much so, whereas other countries like Dubai have lost their identity. And Saudi, I, I can't say about Saudi, you know more about that. But you tell me about because you, you think that you would never have given Qatar the World Cup.
1: No, Okay, I'm personally, if I'm in the FIFA, in this uh, gremium and to, to, to vote for it, I would say no, not at this time. But as I see what they have done, and I said it before, they had done basically a good job, but what we're talking about identity... That's what I... Uh, I, I, I visited Dubai several times, and I have never find a Dubai citizen who can really tell me that he's happy living in his own country. Of course, the, the identity is gone. It's a tourist country, it's a visitor country, it's uh, a country of the highest building, the widest building, snowing in, uh, in the desert doesn't really make sense in the world of sustainability or environmental management, but they make money with it and they make their life with it. So Qatar, and I'm agree with you, maybe they try to keep this with them. But to be fair, if you do it, you can do it in a different way of approach. And maybe the Saudis are trying that but it's difficult for these regions of course the culture is is hundreds thousands of years old and established a family business and a religion business what is so difficult to keep in a worldwide uh, uh, approach it's so difficult to keep you know it's so uh, uh, challenging for them to say okay when i have 100 visitors at the end of the day the visitors maybe uh, make my street picture make my feeling outside different you know and and to be fair I don't know about England. I'm not visiting England a lot. But if you tell me England lost identity, but England has a lot of history. And and, and, and if you talk about England, you can start from zero to 100 and you're still not finishing anything. So if you're talking about Qatar, they are 80 years old. Saudi is 93 years old. Dubai starts in the 70s to build the skyscrapers. So I'm not really sure they can sustain this the way they would like to. And this maybe is a problem for the Western world to understand. Maybe the Western world need to pay more attention of the cultural needs of these people and maybe they should also help while they're visiting it and when while they're approaching World Cup or whatever to, to understand that. Enjoy the Brazil game. It's still nil all against the, the Swiss at the
2: moment now. And uh, enjoy the Brazil game and listen, maybe... We might meet, I mean, I mean, I know that we beat you in the, in the European Championships as well, in the quarter-final. You know, they didn't mention yeah, that yeah, earlier. You I know what I'm saying? Let mentioned that, you know. But listen, maybe we might meet you at later stages in the World Cup, yeah?
1: Letty, letty. You enjoy also. Bye-bye, Billy the man okay.
2: so, so game done, we're on the way home. We're actually on the, I say on the tube, I always say the tube. It's not quite the tube, it's like the metro here. Absolutely packed, full of fans on the way back from La Salle Stadium. Obviously, the Brazil game was played there, but I've seen Mexican fans, I've seen Argentinian fans, I've seen Saudi fans, I've seen Portuguese fans. Actually, yeah, the, uh, the Portuguese fans. There's all sorts of fans on here, like you know, on the way back. As you can say to you, this is where the party is normally at. On the metro because uh, it's quite hard to find a party in town. Even though, like I said, you've had some good times. Like I said to you, we've spoken to some very, very interesting people today. I hope you've enjoyed this podcast. Um, I'm going to try and get it up tonight, even though I'm going to be very tired. Uh, trying to get it up tonight, so it'll be up in the morning. Don't forget, I'm actually on BBC Breakfast TV at 7:30 on Tuesday morning, the morning of the Wales game. So if you're around, definitely check that out, or you can check it up on the iPlayer. I believe it. We can't get it out here but you can get it over there as well I've just got Reg here as well just, uh, just last thoughts on today and I mean because we were in that Brazilian party fan park thing for good on 11 and then about 11 hours 11 and a half hours or something like that wouldn't we
8: yeah it was absolutely rocking it was brilliant to be the Brazilian fans uh, and watching the Cameroon game as well what a game that was that was just like special absolutely brilliant I'm so happy for the Cameroon fans and uh, I really want them to qualify I tell-
2: and the Ghana game as well,
8: as Ghana game, yeah, absolutely. We've been really spoilt today. You know, it's so good we're not working. We've just got time to watch these games and hang out and meet different fans. It's been a really cracking day. And
2: we met some characters as well, haven't we?
8: We did. We met some people that have been living in Saudi Arabia for 23 years. So it's great to hear about their side of the world and what's been going on there and get that real like, homegrown view completely different to what we've ever heard before, so I feel quite privileged that we've uh, we've met some really nice people today and obviously the, not to mention the Portuguese game, I'm glad that uh, Ronaldo didn't get that uh, credit for that goal because it definitely was not his so uh, yes, but you know I'm happy that Portug- Portugal won because you know I wanted them to win and I was supporting them so Portugal LA that's my final word.
2: Portugal, IA, as they say... Um Probably won't be saying the same chant as uh, Reggie will be there. But anyway, listen to Besotted Pride of West London podcast. Don't forget to subscribe on all good podcast channels and write us a lovely review. Just say that we love this, uh, we love this podcast. We love this World Cup podcast. We love whatever you're doing, and it'll go right at the top of the charts. Apparently, we'll do as well. Don't forget to buy us a beer. Besotted.com forward slash beer. Buy us a beer on that one as well. And also Besotted Global. Besotted.com forward slash gobers Our little social media community. We're going to go back. I'm going to try and edit this before I go to sleep tonight, and then get a very early to go and do breakfast TV, BBC One television at 7.30 in the morning. Then we're going to be off to the Wales game and there's going to be much more adventures there. We'll be able to tell you all about that. And I sh- we should have a podcast after the game on that one as well. But like I said, thank you very much, everybody, for listening. Thanks for tuning in. I've had all sorts of people that I never realised was listening to this podcast have been tuning into the podcast. So I really appreciate you listening, like I said to you, and tune in to the next one because we've got much, much more Very interesting stuff to talk about. And as I say, we've got Wales coming tomorrow. As I say, come on, England. Come on, England. England.
8: Come on, England.
0: Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com.